What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. I hope that everybody had a fabulous and fun week. I'm doing something a little bit, uh, a little bit different this week. I thought that I would record from my bed because honestly, it's really cold outside, and I just got back from Rucker's homecoming. And I was outside in the rain for a very long time. So I'm cold and I wanted to sit in my bed. That's, that's all there is to it. Anyway, though, this was a rather, rather eventful week. I think I need to get myself a microphone stand. That's going to be my next purchase because this one clips onto my desk and it's nice, but I'm sitting in my bed. So that doesn't work. Anyway, this week I traveled to Arizona for the first time, which was super, super nice. I'll get into that recap. That was so fun. And then I come back to 48 degrees in Jersey. Thank you very much. I also saw the Eras tour movie, which I will get into a full recap of that. And then I have a lot of other things to talk to you guys about this week. So let me see what mishmash I can jumble off in this, uh, this intro here. I don't even know if that was a phrase that people use. Um, Let's see. Dancing with the Stars. Nothing too eventful this week. No, no real drama to unfold. I will say I'm very happy that Mauricio had his first good dance. And Ariana's reaction to seeing her first nine almost brought tears to my eyes. That's, that's basically it. Those are my two notes from this week. I have not watched Special Forces yet. That's going to be on the weekend agenda. And I watched, I really haven't watched TV this week because I've been gone. So the only two things I've watched was that one episode of Dancing with the Stars and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode. I don't even know what episode it is. Um, And that one's kind of sad. Whether you're a reality TV show guru or not, what happened this week on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was... uh, this girl, this one of the housewives, Angie, found out that rumors were going around her community that her husband hooks up with other men because he's a hairdresser. Um, and I think I just think like it's 2023. Like, do we need to be do we need to do that? Like, do we need to speculate? You know, um, I I don't believe it because I have no proof otherwise. He it's. Angie made a great point, or he made a great point, actually, which I think his name is Sean, where he was he, he broke down crying and was like, my daughter is going to hear this. And, you know, gay, straight, whatever, it's the infidelity part that he's like, I don't want her to think I'd ever be capable of this. And I think it's just a nice little reminder, even for reality TV, you know, it's like we run our mouths and say things and don't at all think about how it's going to affect other people besides like maybe the direct person involved. Also it's 2023 hairdressers can be straight. Like let's get over it. Okay. Just because you're a hairdresser doesn't mean you're gay. Just because you're a hairdresser doesn't mean you're straight. Okay. Guy learned how to groom. I like that. You know, there's guy gynecologists, but nobody's out here calling them gay. I guess that wouldn't be a good one because. Hmm. You know, well, okay, my nail tech, my nail tech is a guy and he has a wife and two children, okay? Like, it's just, ugh, I don't know, that bothers me. 
Um, which reminds me, on a serious note, I know I keep things like joking and lighthearted and funny and poppy out here, but I did want to address everything that's going on in the world. I was a little bit behind. I've caught myself mostly up to date, but because I was gone at a work conference all week, I basically wasn't on my phone. My attention was towards the people in front of me and I knew that something was happening, but it wasn't until I got home that I was able to really read on it and educate myself. And I still don't know everything about the war between Palestine and Israel. I don't know what it's like to be Jewish. I don't know what it's like to be Palestinian. I do know what it's like, though, to be Chinese and have people categorize you in a group saying, oh, you're Chinese, that means you can't drive, or like, oh, you brought this virus to America. It's the Chinese virus. Things like that. Um, And that really, really bothers me. I, I watched the Boston Marathon documentary, and... One of the guys who was friends with, I forget the names, the two bombers, um, talked about it, his struggle with being Islamic and people just automatically assuming like you're a terrorist. And it's unfortunate that things like these are going on that doesn't do, doesn't do them any favor. But I feel like this is just a time that we need to pray or if you don't pray, just, just think of everybody. And I said this on my personal Instagram. I kind of refrain from anything political on my Lifts with Liz account just because that is more of a business page. But um, I, I think that now is the time to think of everyone. I, I want to say anybody who's listening out here that is Jewish, your, your safety is in my thoughts and prayers. One of my best friends I, is... Jewish and the thought of anybody, she is the sweetest, kindest human being. I should preface with saying that she could not hurt a fly. We've had, I think we've had one tiff in almost 10 years of friendship and it was so quickly resolved. She is so sweet and so caring and kind and giving in the thought of anybody hurting her or, or saying or doing something to her face to hurt her because she's Jewish makes me sick to my stomach. It, it literally makes my stomach like jumble up into knots and I can feel it turning around. So anyone out here who is Jewish, if you are Israeli, if you have family in Israel, I am praying for you. I don't know what it's like, but you have dealt with too much for too long. I also want to send my prayers out to all the people who are trapped in Palestine under Hamas. Right now, I know there's probably a lot of people who are saying, yes, we're in favor of Hamas because they scare or they're scared of what will happen if they say otherwise. I I pray for these children that are young and impressionable right now, and this is what their reality is. They're not fortunate enough to have a childhood, a simple childhood like mine. Um, and I pray for everybody who is dealing with, I, I'm on both sides, the, 
those who are Jewish, those are Palestinian, good-hearted people who are receiving acts of hate and terror because of your ethnicity or your religion. It disgusts me. Um, so I, th- I think that now is just a good time to really keep everybody in your prayers. I don't know. That's, I don't want to get too deep into it because I'll start getting all emotional and that's not what this is for, but just some food for thought. You know, if you haven't taken a second today to think about this kind of stuff, I know it's a little bit morbid, but you could at least be grateful for your situation and your life right there right now. But I did want to know that you guys make so much possible for me that anyone who is out there on either end struggling because of the terror that Hamas has inflicted, I care about you and I'm praying for you. Okay. Okay. That was very heavy. Um, let's see. I think I want to get into Arizona with a separate, so I'm going to nix the weekly highlights this week because both of like my weekly highlights will have to do with Arizona. And I just want to go into a full Arizona recap. But before I get into that, I, I've been gone. You know, you guys know I was in Austin last week. I came home for one night and then I went to Arizona for a week. So now I'm home and I had the Taylor Swift movie yesterday and homecoming today. So I have not been on top of my game. I have not been feeling my best. I've not been looking my best. I had this moment this week at the gym where I was looking at a guy next to me and saw that his bicep veins were like popping out of his arm. And I was like, damn, I'll like never look like that. And then I thought to myself, hold on. It's so easy when you surround yourself in a gym environment to be like, oh, I'm not fit. Like, I like, I wish that I had abs when I'm not flexing or I wish that I had a bicep vein or I wish my quads look like that. Just because you don't look like somebody else doesn't mean that you don't look healthy and you don't look like you exercise. I had this moment where I felt so like icky about myself. And then I looked in the mirror and was like, hold on. The only reason why you think that is because you spend so much time in a gym around other massive bodybuilders, but to all your friends, like you're the bodybuilder. Okay. So I wanted to throw that out there. I also know that it can be tough and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and be like, yeah, I just redirect my thoughts and then everything's okay. No, I still catch glimpses of my stomach. I can't help but just kind of grabbing it sometimes, feeling it or looking at myself from the side in the mirror and just not feeling great. Um, But I do try and practice like what I preach, putting on a large t-shirt, putting on a large sweatshirt stepping away from the mirror and just focusing on what you can do. You know, this morning I got super, super hungry. There was no lunch available. I had a jelly donut and half a bacon, egg and cheese. Okay. I can't tell you the last time I've actually had a donut, but I probably won't have one for a very long time. So I don't know. I guess what I tell myself is all you can do is get back on track. So tomorrow I will be full force back into things, going to go food shopping the whole nine yards. Um, what was I going to say? Hmm. Everything is temporary. And I said it on my story this week where I was like, you know, you can't be going out. You can't go on work trips and stuff and be so concerned with like 
how much you're eating and stuff. I've told you guys that I try to keep work trips as similar to my routine at home. But this particular trip that I was on was like a conference. So I was sitting in a meeting room all day. I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner with everybody that I work with. So there wasn't many options, you know, like I didn't have any meals by myself. I had to eat what I was given. So I just made sure that I was getting up, getting my cardio and my lift in. And then I was eating enough to, to fill me up. I ate a little bit more of a heavier breakfast and lunch because I knew I wasn't going to snack and then maybe a little bit thicker for dinner and that's okay, but I wasn't going to eat anything after. When it gets to the point that you're away and you're thinking of looking at food, kind of starving because you're taking the smallest portions or you're nervous about it. I think that's when unhealthy behavior starts to kick in. So when I catch myself being like, ah, I can't measure this. I'm like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. You'll be back. And on Sunday, we're going to kick it into high gear and we're going to get it right back to we are. So those are just my little PSAs today, but I want to jump into things because I do have, oh, wait, 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 wait. There was one more thing I wanted to tell you guys about in the intro. This week, I was talking to my boss or my boss's boss, whatever. And I don't even know how we got on the conversation of it. But she was like, she told me, you know, you really shouldn't eat before you shower. And I was like, huh? And she was like, well, you shouldn't eat before your shower because your food doesn't digest properly and it causes a lot of bloating. And I'm like, well, now you have my attention. Elaborate. She didn't go too, too far into details. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't do too much of my research on this. So I can't state whether it's fact or fiction, but I'm going to try it this week. What she was getting at was the way, like, I guess the change in temperature that hot temperature of the shower after when your body's digesting because you just ate can throw off your digestive system and create bloating. And she said, you know, it's the same reason why you don't want to go swimming after you eat. And I was like, I thought that was because of cramps, but you might have a point. Maybe the cramps are from that. And then I sat down and thought to myself, you know, I normally get home from the gym. I am starving. So I go and eat whatever's in sight. And then after I'm done eating my dinner, I go take a shower. And then it's normally that time after bed that I start to feel a little rumblings. And I start to get a little bloated. So I am going to try that out for like a week or two. And I'll come back to you guys with my updates. And and I don't know. Maybe I I unlock something here. Maybe she'll unlock something. I don't know. Anyway... We have a lot to talk about, so I want to get into this week's episode, starting with my Arizona recap. Pumpkin Spice is back at Coffee Over Cardio. We have limited time until pumpkin season is over, so embrace your basicness. I told you guys a few weeks ago, I just got done reading Stassi Schroeder's Next Level Basic. It is okay to like pumpkin spice things, and if you do like pumpkin spice things, you only have... A little, a little short window to enjoy it. So go to Coffee Over Cardio's website and get their basic AF pumpkin flavor. You will not regret it. Get it with a little bit of Califia oat milk creamer. Delicious. So head over to the website and use code LIFTSWITHLIST10 to get yourself a little discount. Because why would you pay full price when you simply do not have to? Okay, Arizona was one of the coolest places 
I've ever been. It does, it's not my LA. I could not live there when it's like 115 degrees in the summer, but I had a super, super fun time. I actually got the idea. I don't know why I don't bring like travel journals with me because I, you guys know my journal and I write stuff down, but that's more therapeutic and for my emotions. I should bring like an actual travel journal with me so I can record like my everyday doings. I had to go to the Phoenix area for my work conference on Monday, but I decided to go see my dear friend Kat, who was on this podcast. You can go check her out because she lives there. And we had a fun-filled influencer weekend. I kid you not, I whipped out like the shoes, like two shoes for my bag, and they were my white Lane 8s and then my white Air Force 1s. And she whips the exact same two pairs out from her closet. If we lived together, the house would be a mess of same thing, like same words, different thoughts. You know what I mean? But I did get to check out some really cool spaces with her. She took me to her regular gym on Friday. And then we just, we went to Top Golf, in which my swing was rated a 1.5 out of 10 by my brother. Apparently I need to straighten out my back arm. I get it. But Saturday, we went to Track Club Fitness in Phoenix, like downtown Phoenix, and that place was cool. I'm not a huge fan of Arsenal equipment. It's really hit or miss with me, but it was big. It had like four squat racks, I think a decent cardio area and a posing room. And I like to take my pictures. So that posing room, I was all up in. And then she took me to this frozen yogurt place at night. I don't know what it's called, but it has a huge sign on the window that says world's healthiest frozen yogurt. And then like charts on the inside proving why it was the world's healthiest frozen yogurt. I didn't read them because I said to myself, I'm getting it anyway. It's going to be what it's going to be, but I'll tell you shit was good. Yeah. I got a banana cream pie flavor, like a toasted banana, something like that. And I topped it with rainbow sprinkles, duh, yogurt chips, Heath bar crunch. Yum. And some maraschino cherries. And it was delicious. And I'm thinking about her right now. Oh, but Sunday, we kind of basically did the same thing. We went around Old Town where I found the cutest store ever. I forget what it's called. I'm going to have to Google it. But everything was pink. I wish that I could live in that store. The ceiling was fuzzy pink. Like it was made for me. But everything was too expensive. Um, and then Monday morning before I headed off, we went to, I think it's called pro physique Jim And I got a nasty leg day in. I'll tell you a nasty leg day. I loved it. I had so much fun. If you're in that area, I would recommend going there. And then we I found this random place called kaleidoscope after that's like inside an office building, but they sold protein waffles and shakes. So I said, well, it's going to be a long day. I'm going to have this and I'm going to be on my way. So I did get the red eye protein shake. So I had a little bit of caffeine in it, protein waffles. And then I was on my way to my hotel for work where, so the first day we did a hike and the guy who organized it, he's an Arizona local. And he was like, oh, it's not, it's nothing. It's a baby hike. Having done it twice, I would say, yes, it's not a bad hike, 
But doing the hike at 2.30 p.m. when the sun is its strongest is a little, was a little bit jarring. Not going to lie. I made it through because I'm also like, I'm the type of person where I need to keep outdoing myself and my own expectations. And I was like, Liz, you're not going to quit right here. Like you have spent so much time working on your health and your fitness and then establishing a name for yourself. You're going to walk up this goddamn trail. We did. We did three miles and then we turned it around because we had to. So we had to go back to work. But Wednesday, we went out again in the morning and we got to do five miles and see the sunrise. So you're, if, if you're in like the Scottsdale area, it was the Lost Dog Wash Trail. Really pretty at sunrise. It was 70 degrees. There's no humidity. Saw the sun like literally rising. Little tiny lizards skirting about. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then we ended the whole thing with a little dinner at a ranch and some cows were running loose. It was very cute. Very wholesome. Um, but Arizona was a lot of fun. I was upset. I was sad to leave. I was happy to come home and go to my regular gym and go about my routine and sleep in my bed. But sometimes I go to these places and I'm like, God damn, why am I freezing my ass off in New Jersey when places like this exist? Ugh. Anyway, though, 10 out of 10, I would go back to Arizona. Thank you very much. What a time it is to be a Swifty, let me tell you. First of all, the pictures of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey leaving for the SNL after party on Saturday night sent me overboard. You know, if I can't, if I can't date Travis Kelsey, I'm glad that it's Taylor Swift who is. I'm just gonna say it right there. I I really hope that this one lasts because I am already emotionally invested. In it, and at this, what, what Taylor's going to turn thirty four in December? I think that she deserves it, like like the real thing, somebody to put a ring on her finger. And it sounds like Travis Kelsey is willing to do that. And this stuff from his ex girlfriend coming up, like saying like Taylor seems like a nice girl, but just trying to warn you, mm, pipe down, pipe down. I get it, and would I like to know what I'm getting myself into? Like sure, but. Travis Kelsey's like a pretty public person. People know what happened. Taylor's not stupid. And you just look like you're dying for attention from Taylor Swift. Let Don't mess with the queen, okay? Let her be happy. But anyway, what I really came to sit down and talk to you guys about was the fact that I saw the Eras Tour movie on Friday. And in, in summary, I will be going to see it multiple times. Again, it, wow, it, let's see, it started at nine, but that was with attractions and stuff. And we got out right before midnight. So it was probably like two and a half hours, I think. So they cut like a full hour of the show out. Like I think there was like a few songs that got cut out because I noticed that some of the, uh, some of the eras were a little bit short and If you go to see her in concert, there's definitely more talking that they cut out, which personally is my favorite part of the concerts. I, I, it brings me to tears when I just see her sitting there being real and talking to people, talking to us. So I wish there was more of that, but I get it. We, we cannot have a three and a half hour Taylor Swift movie. I understand. It's just a shame for the people that go, um, 
and and are seeing it because they didn't get to see the concert. But you know, you beggars can't be choosers. At least you're gonna see it. Um, the film crew did a the, the videographers, the direct. Well, I guess she kind of helped direct it, but a, a amazing job. Oh my god, it was crystal clear, which it should be. You know, it's you're using professional equipment, but the angles that they got her at, it just, I just feel like it was perfectly done. They cut to the audience just a perfect amount of time. You know, it was to shorten like transitions, make it a little less awkward when she runs downstairs and goes to get changed. It wasn't overwhelming. It was also nice that they had the screams and all that stuff, like not really muted because people were definitely screaming in the movie theater and it helped drown out those voices. Um, I just, I, I really thought that it was beautiful, but I'm, I'm a little bit biased. I just, you know, when she comes out for the first time and her hair is like the pin straight and she's wearing the lover outfit, it, it blows my mind that that is a human being. Like that is somebody's daughter. What business does she have looking that good? I, I would like to know. Um, I cried. I sure did. I don't, I knew what I was getting myself into, but it didn't really hit me. Like I, I think there was a lot of speculation. Like people were like, oh, is this going to be a documentary? Is this a concert film? Like, no, it's the errors toward the movie. It's just going to be like reputation. It's just a, a film of her concert. So you can go back and watch it a million times. And I knew that going into it, but it wasn't until I sat down and things started and the people came out like the little butterfly flower things that the dancers were carrying before she comes out that it hit me. And I was like, oh, this, the Eras tour, when I went to go see it was quite literally the craziest emotional roller coaster I've ever been on. And I'm about to sit through that same thing again. I was not buckled up and I was not prepared and I cried. Oh, I did. It took, it took no time. The tears started to come, little, little crinkle in my nose during cruel summer. And then lover, I was like, yep, we're just gonna, we're just gonna let these out. And then it was uh it pretty much went how the concert went for me, where it's like, happy song, like you belong with me. I am smiling ear to ear, fearless. I'm sobbing, 22. I'm smiling ear to ear all too well. I can't catch my breath because I'm crying so hard. That is basically how the film went. And I could go on and on, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone who did not get to see the concert. But one thing I want to address is the uh, the the crowd reactions. So we were actually told by an usher in our theater that Taylor wanted it to be like a concert experience. So even though it's a movie theater, they can't really stop anyone from getting up and dancing and waving your hands. And they gave out little like light glow sticks beforehand. And that's fine. I get it. A lot of people did not get to see that concert that wanted to for multiple reasons. Um, but personally, I think we do need to be a little bit respectful of other people in the theater. In my theater, there was a group of girls, like a, a fat group of middle school girls wearing Junior Jewels t-shirts. Very, very cute. But every song that they got excited about, which was basically every other song, 
they got up from their seats, ran to the back where I was sitting in the last row and started like shrieking, screaming the lyrics. So I was like, excuse me, um, at the concert when everybody else was screaming the lyrics, I could still hear Taylor. But in the movie theater, I can't hear when you're in my ear. And if that's your plan to like get up in the back when you and be able to stand and all that stuff, then just pick seats in the back. Don't, because you're screaming in my ear. Whereas if you just got seats in the back, you wouldn't be bothering anyone. You know what I mean? So if you are thinking about being one of those people who wants to get up and stand in the back, that's totally cool. If you want to jump and dance around, but I would recommend choosing seats in the back because there were times like, thank God that they sat down during All Too Well because I had told myself, you know what? I'm going to let them enjoy their moment. They're having fun. Who am I to ruin anyone's happiness? But I swear to God, if I hear anybody else's voice but Taylor's doing all too well, I will lose it. I will lose it because quite frankly, you are 12 and I am 24 and you have not experienced life yet. And I have. And that is why these songs hurt me. And I would like them to hurt me the proper way. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I... I think that there's a lot of like speculation and stuff going around Twitter and it's getting kind of like an embarrassing rap. Like would I stand up and take a bow like that one viral video of girls doing that? Like, no, this is Taylor's show, not yours. Okay. But Taylor wanted it to be like a concert and you, you got to respect the producer and director's uh, wishes here. So I guess that's that. But I will be seeing, I will be seeing this again. And I hope it comes out on streaming services or I'll purchase it on my fire stick tea. I don't care. I need to experience this many times again. And if you're like a hater, you're not on the Taylor Swift wave. I am so very convinced that if you watch this, like if you just get to see what her concerts are about, you will be changed. You might not like and love her, but you got to stop hating her. Okay, her voice and her dancing have improved so much over the years. It makes me feel so proud of someone who doesn't really know that I exist. She used to be the most awkward, terrible dancer. And she's no Beyonce right now, but she, that vigilante shit dance, Jesus Christ. That is some good stuff. Anyway, go see the Eras Tour movie. Let me know your thoughts. Um, yeah, that's it. I might cry if I keep talking about it. (laughs) All right. So I feel like this topic that I have for you guys today isn't necessarily, how do I say this? It isn't necessarily health and fitness related, but I try and bring up topics to you guys that are not, not only health and fitness related, but also just like useful to you as another like girl, girl to girl, girl to guy, girl to guy, whatever. Just me spitting things as a girl in her twenties. Um, and I guess there, like there is a way that it ties back into health and fitness. So that's why I thought this conversation was good to talk about, but I'm just going to say it flat out. I am so sick of girls being nasty to other girls. I'm, I'm sick of it. I feel like this has been a thing since elementary school where girls have have this like instinct where when they feel threatened by someone or jealous of someone they're na- they're they're immediately nasty. 
to them or make assumptions based on people's looks and hobbies when you don't know them at all. And I'm sick of it. It happens in high school. It happens in college. It happens in the workplace. It probably happens when you're middle-aged because I watch Real Housewives and I see it. Okay, let me tell you, there's probably some stuff that's set up and producers are whispering in things ears, but you cannot change the nature of a person. And I've seen it. In short, your jealousy is a very ugly look on you. I have noticed, I, and I'm, I'm one that gets a lot of backlash and I always make it a point to be like, hello, I'm not a supermodel, okay? I'm aware of how many followers that I have on social media, just trying to fix my microphone here, but I'm not, I shouldn't have said supermodel, I meant superhero. I'm no more special than the rest of you, okay? I wasn't born Gigi Hadid. I wasn't born Taylor Swift, Michael Phelps, I could go on. I am just little old Liz, born in a middle-class family, got some good grades in school, went to college, got my degree, working full-time. But because of how I physically look and the things that I've done, like the accomplishments that I have, I get a lot of backlash. And I don't mean to say this in a cocky way. It's going to come across probably like a little bit like that, but just bear with me and try and try and understand, put yourself in, in these shoes. Um, I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm the best looking person on the earth, but I work out. Obviously, if you didn't know that you're on the wrong podcast, but obviously I work out. So I take care of my body. You know, when I was in high school, I hated the way that I looked, but I make sure that I don't look like that. On purpose, I take care of my physical aspects. You know, I get my hair cut the way that I like to. I make sure my eyebrows are tweezed. I love to do makeup, so I put makeup on. That's my thing, you know? Um, and I feel like I get a lot of hate from other people who don't look like me when they easily could, you know? It's like if it, you're say you're struggling because you are gaining a lot of weight and stuff. And I've had this happen. So I'm saying it like this is a hypothetical, but also a real situation. I've had women who hate their bodies, um, have gained a lot of weight in the past few years or so just be so rude and judgmental towards me. And it hurts. It hurts. Um, because one, you don't know me. And two, I literally make it a point to go on the internet and encourage others to live a healthy lifestyle and help you learn tips and tricks and exercises and all that. So to be nasty to me because I work out and you don't is so stupid. So stupid. I make a choice to go to the gym. You could make the choice as well. And I'm sick of seeing it everywhere. You know, it's things like, oh, that girl got a job before I did. I freaking hate her. Or like the girl who always has the cool clothes. There's secretly girls behind her, like behind her back calling her a bitch, I bet, or a slut, something like that. Because when we feel jealous and threatened, our automatic response is to just tear each other down. When really... Now that I'm in my like mid-20s, I think about it. I'm like, that girl with the cool clothes, 
I want to be friends with her because I want to know where she shops or if she's trying to clean out her closet. Like, I'll come and help and I'll take some. You know, why would I not want to surround myself with people who can inspire me to be better? I look at that girl with the cool ass clothes and I'm like, you are giving me inspiration. That's how I feel with with Tamara, who was on this podcast. She's one of my best friends. She is so much more knowledgeable uh, than me on a lot of things. And I could look and be like, oh, this girl's a know-it-all. Like, what a bitch. She thinks that she knows all her shit. But instead, I'm like, keep talking because I'm taking notes. I want to write down the things that you know and the way that you act and all that stuff. I don't know why that is our nature. Like that is what we decide to do. Attack people when we're feeling down, but I am so, so sick of it. And it is men's like national men's mental health month. So I did want to talk about it. Um, because a lot of mental illnesses can be blind. You know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a strong ass girl. You know, I can handle a lot, but I do have a, history with depression and anxiety. I am on anxiety medication. So I could sit there and hold my head up high and smile in your face and act like everything's okay. But those words hurt me on the inside. The things that I know people say behind my back and whatnot. Um, And I don't know. I just personally, the way that I feel is like, God forbid I was nasty to someone. I said something like outlandish to them or I talked about them behind their back or I bullied them. God forbid I was the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know what I would do. And the thing is with people, you never know what's going to happen. I I just saw a post from Twitch, uh, Stephen Boss, last week. Like something came up about him and it just made me, it just reminded me, you know, people can seem totally fine and then do something drastic and and life-threatening the next day. It's just, it's just terrible. So what can you do instead of taking your, also, I think it's one thing to note that if you think you're being slick about talking behind people's backs and stuff, you're not because people always find out. This whole entire world is a rumor mill. It is so hard to get away with that, with anything, you know, but yeah, point is whether you're in high school, whether you're in the workplace, I don't think it's acceptable at any point, but especially as we get older, it's just astounding to see that people still act this way. So what can you do when you get that feeling? I understand that it might be a natural instinct feeling to, to be like, Oh, I'm envious of this girl. I hate her and just talk shit and stuff. The first thing that I want to ask you is what what is making you hate her? You know, what is the root of that jealousy? Is it because she looks great? Is it because she hustles with her job? Is it because she gets to meet cool people? Okay. Instead of sitting there and wasting your energy being negative towards her, why don't you figure out how to spend it on yourself so you can improve and be a better version of you and reach that goal? You know, or, or fix what you're feeling insecure about. That's step one. Step two, write it down before you say it out loud. I I used to be so bad at this and now I'm getting better, but my parents would always say, think before you speak. And I would not. I would not. I would just speak. I would just say things. It's quite literally what I'm doing right now. Um, And as I, it, it would cause a lot of freakouts on my end. And I think I get it from my dad where we're very similar in that sense that it's like when we get heated, 
we just bust open and it's caused a lot of problems in my life. So now before I'm about to say something to someone or about someone, I write it down and then I look at it and I'm like, "Mm, is that really something that you want to say out loud or can it just stay away in the journal? Because listen, we're all human. We're not perfect. We have thoughts that aren't nice sometimes. I don't think anyone's a perfect angel in their own mind. So you write it down. You keep it in your journal. You get it out of your system. But opening your mouth is only going to hurt that person and make it a really bad look on you. Okay. And then third, I would say, honestly, befriend that person. Like I said, I want to be around people who encourage me and inspire me to do better. So... If I'm feeling threatened or jealous, like I'm going to pause and take a second and be like, wait a minute, this person could really help me in life and be a beneficial friend to me. So let's, let's be friends because like I said, the words that you say and the actions, like people see them and people will always find out because we all got big ass mouths. Your jealousy and your envy is making you look bad. It smells, it stinks. It needs to go. It's stinky. And it's honestly just, and I'm going to say this in a harsh way, but people need to hear it. It's pathetic. At this age, it is. Anyway, though, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you have a fabulous week. I will be hopefully having a guest next week. If all goes well, make sure that you subscribe and give me a thumbs up on YouTube. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat and then follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. I'll talk to you next Monday.